This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights, 6.30 central, at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. What is up, guys? This is week 68. Still feels weird to say. Oh, wait. Am I muted? No. Oh, I'm muted on here. I was muted on the thing. My bad. Uh, what up, I guys? I was the first one to unmute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Look, at was... me, Look at me, go. Wow. It's weird. Dustin being on top of things. I don't appreciate uh, I don't appreciate you showing me up there. Um, <laughs> now, it is week 68, guys. We're here. This is Tailgate Talks, and you're listening to the tailgate portion of the show where we discuss what's going on in the rest of the sporting world. Normally, we do like to talk about a lot of Texas Tech stuff. So if you're into that, go hit up Club Red. We drop the, both of these episodes weekly. Make sure to go hit that up. But uh, before we go into what was probably one of the best NFL weekends I think yeah, I've ever dude. seen, total, like like from beginning to end, one of the best NFL weekends I've ever seen and capped off and finished off with one of the best NFL playoff games of all time, I think. Um, before we go into that though, yeah, that, that was all a ramp up there. Make sure you follow us on Spotify and iTunes. And if it is, uh, I'm going ahead of getting ahead of myself. I'm excited to talk about this on iTunes and Spotify though. Make sure you give us the five star rating, drop the review below on iTunes. If you go follow us on there, if you do hit us up on, on the socials on Twitter, we're at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and when you do swing by the YouTube channel, make sure you do hit the subscribe and bell notification to be posted each time we post a new video for you guys. As far as our personal accounts, on Twitter you can find Dustin at DustinWimmer22. Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett, and me at Blanca, where the L is a 1. And lastly, if you have any sort of thoughts, questions, or anything you want to hear us discuss on the show, make sure to email us at the email tailgatetalkspod at gmail.com. So, uh, let's go ahead and kick this off and get this talk going because, again, one of the best football weekends I think I've ever personally witnessed. Are you ready for some football? All right, Dustin, lead the way. Take a breath. Right. You've got this. All right, everybody, buckle your seatbelt, strap in. What an amazing weekend of football. And then we get two great championship games this weekend to set up our Super Bowl. Usually this is when we do our Tom Brady recap segment and we would have had to uh, redo our time this week. If we would have renamed it, I was going to rename it the time it takes Matt Stafford to come back on Tom Brady NFL recap. But then we got the Josh Allen, Pat Mahomes game and Pat would have gave us thir 13 seconds to do our recap. So that would have been fun. But yeah. every game this weekend came down to the last play, three of them on field goals, one to overtime. So we're going to review all that, starting with the AFC championship game, or sorry, the AFC game with the one seed. Both one seeds lost on Saturday. The Tennessee Titans upset by Cincinnati 19-16. to This was the game I did not really get to watch much of. Um, I know I was the one on here that said I expect Tennessee to blow them out. But I think since he maybe could hang, we'll see. But obviously, Cincinnati handled business. They held down Derrick Henry enough, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill. And that was about it. The Cincinnati defense held up enough for Joe Burrow and the boys to go down and kick a field goal. And that line by the kicker at the end, well, I guess we're going to the AFC Championship, boys. <laughs> wow. That was the most Joe Burrow mm -hmm. line from somebody else that I think I've ever heard. Yes. Are <laughs> there anything else about this game besides that awesome kicker line? <laughs> um, the only other headline, was, it was a funny TikTok, actually, but it was like, uh, it was like this wo woman coming in at pretending to be Joe Burrow. She's like, yeah, thanks, guys. It was a great win. Appreciate you. And then she pretends to close the door. And he turns around to to, the, to his uh, offensive lineman. And it's like 
Really, motherfuckers? Oh, nine points. Nine sacks? Nine sacks. Nine sacks is what y'all left? Really? Mm, and, like, good. that was kind of, even though they had a great game, great win, it's like, come on. That was the whole issue last year with this guy. That's why he didn't get to play for y'all last year. <laughs> right. Like, nine, mm. nine sacks. Nine. He was on his yeah. ass with some fucking, like, 300-pound dude on top of him. All day. Yeah. Oh. Brooks, chime in here. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, nine sacks is a lot, um, but Tannehill was the Miami version of Ryan Tannehill, and that's kind of why the Titans uh, are at home this weekend, and that's why R.C. Maxville drank himself to to sleep on Saturday night, uh, you know, after that game, and that's why he was so uh, depressed on Twitter. But, you know, ultimately Derrick Henry wasn't the same Derrick Henry that we – I think that – what gave Dustin confidence in that game. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, I picked the Bengals to be in my AFC championship. So, boom. <laughs> you go. Suck it. So, we're, like, kind of surprised, but also not. I feel like Tennessee is always that fake number one seed that we're yeah. all like, eh, okay, sure. But are you had, really? Yeah, I had so many podcasts being like, they're no, the number one seed for a reason, guys. And all y'all just – forgot about it and then they go out there and they show get nine sacks and you can't win nine sacks and you can't win they, they, they show why, why we put them on the shelf all right uh, yeah so the other one seed also lost in a pretty crappy game as well somebody shook the snow globe in green bay before <laughs> the game it's pretty wild up there but san francisco goes in and their defense dominates aaron Rodgers and the packers holds in the 10 points and San Francisco doesn't even need to score an offensive touchdown to win this game 13 to 10. Brooks, what do you think about Green Bay exiting the playoffs early? Yeah, I toot my horn about the Bengals, but then there goes my Super Bowl pick right, <laughs> right after. Yeah. Um, and a guy that I've been on since the beginning of the season, um, I, I thought this was the most embarrassing performance of the weekend yeah. yep. uh, by far. And, you know, they drive right down the field on that first drive. And I was like, oh, they got this. Like, this is going to be too easy, just like yep. we thought. And then they can only get a field goal after that. Embarrassing. Aaron Rodgers should be embarrassed. Green Bay should be Such embarrassed. Hard. Like, their their defense did everything they needed to. They shut down that offense, held them to a couple of field goals. But ultimately, at the end of the day, your weaknesses <laughs> get exposed in the playoffs. And their special teams were fucking god-awful. <laughs> Embarrassing a blocked field goal, a blocked punt, which gives San Francisco the chance to tie the game. Just uh, what it kind of feels like a fitting into Aaron Rodgers' tenure with the 40 uh, with the Packers (laughs) losing to the 49ers, a team that's dominated him in the playoffs, uh, and losing yet again. But this was on on Aaron Rodgers, yeah. This was on Aaron, yeah. Your defense held San Francisco to 13, 13 points. With Aaron Rodgers and that yeah. receiving core, and I know One more running game, the running game wasn't really going, but that that shouldn't be the biggest deal no. for you. You should be able to score at least one more touchdown or get in for one more field goal. Yeah, I put a lot on him. Arlie, what do yep. you think, man? I I don't know. It's an odd game, really, because like San Francisco's not that great. Green Bay just played that bad against him. Like, San Francisco's good. You got to think, though, yeah. San Francisco is two years removed from being in the Super Bowl. They have two a three. lot of those guys still. Two, I think. Two. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. And last year, they were just super hurt. So, they have a very solid roster. They might not look like, you know, your Green Bay or your Tampa or your Kansas City with, like, a super top-heavy star-studded roster but you go across that defense you have a lot of good players you go across that offense and you got you know a couple good wide receivers and a really good run game and a manageable jimmy g and obviously yeah. they make it work and they've been that's been their their game plan for years it's crazy jimmy garoppolo's record when uh he doesn't throw for a touchdown's like seven and two <laughs> like what the hell i didn't know that, that one how does that happen that's always been their game plan but yeah 
That's probably the it's biggest just, upset, like we said. I don't think Cincy upset in Tennessee is as big a deal as how no, powerful yeah. we thought Green Bay was. Cincinnati, well, I, I, I might disagree a little bit on that because Cincinnati winning in the playoffs twice. Yeah, but we just knew like Joe Burrow and these yeah, offensive yeah, yeah. guys are different. Well, if you're talking about from how we viewed them before the season, then yeah, sure. but – but at this point in the season, Not we right knew now. that the Bengals no, 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 no. are, are much better, and so they and, had the chance of winning that. And when you have the worst quarterback of the eight guys left, and yeah, you go and win and upset in Green Bay, and the Niners were six point dogs. Like Bengals were only, only three and a half point underdogs. Yeah. yeah. Um. So not a lot of people had faith. I think a lot of people had faith in the Niners covering that six. I don't think anybody was really thinking that they were going to go in and win that game. Mm-mm. Right. Um, especially with the weather. I mean, we talked yeah. about last week, so I guess it didn't matter. But, no, it didn't. I um, fuck, fuck my whole argument about weather controlling games. <laughs> that that proved that wrong. They're literally from the Bay Area in California. Came in, in the so snow those two upsets. Won. Upset Saturday led to a crazy, exciting comeback Sunday. I guess you could call it. Both of these games were stupid. I mean, <laughs> it was. We thought. LA, the Rams up 27 to 3 on Tampa at one point. It was over and it was going to be a route. And, you know, then of course, you know, Tom's like, hey, just chill. We'll do a couple things here and there. You guys on defense, get a stop. All right. Now we'll go get a turnover. All right. We'll go tie the game real quick. And then, of course, all Matt Stafford needs to do is throw it to Cooper Cup and he'll save the day. So, Brooks. I know you're you're the biggest Cooper Cup fan. I love here. I love me some Cooper Cup. Yeah, I think it's wrong. I think Tom Brady didn't leave too much time for Matt Stafford. I think he left too much time for Cooper Cup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, but can we just first like, you know, they they got up twenty seven to three, and everybody was like, Tom Brady's been here before twenty eight three, and he fucking did it again. Yeah. Where he came yes. back. Like that's fucking absurd. And I feel like I he made this one look way easier too, by the way. Oh, yeah. It, it, I watched well, the Super Bowl and predicted it, and I was like, that's so hard to do. <laughs> I don't know if this one felt easier because it took a lot of Rams mishaps, but I don't know if it's just like oh, yeah. the Tom Brady effect that causes the Rams to just shit themselves. Collapse. Um, and just forget to hold on to the football over and over and over again. But, you know, the fact that they came back in that game, incredible, and then you give Matt Stafford 45 seconds, and I take – I text the group. I'm like, are we going to have to rename the segment? You know, time it takes Matt Stafford to come back and beat your team. Yep. And Dustin's like, no. <laughs> and then, I really didn't think they had a chance. And then, like, no way. One, and then they run that the first Cooper play. Cup, they run that first play where it's like a fucking Stafford four-yard carry. And you're like, yeah, there's no fucking way no. now. And then two Cooper Cup plays. I was listening to uh, – Rosillo was interviewing Troy Aitman um, on his Monday pod. And Troy was saying that the play call had Cooper cup running what the Rams like to call um, for the love of the game route, which is basically a route that the Rams run where you're just a decoy and you're not supposed to get the ball. Like you just run the route because you love football and you love running routes. And you're not even an option. Yeah. You're never supposed to be an option. And that's what Cooper, he was just supposed to run down the field. And then Stafford just chunked it up, and he was wide open. It was perfect throw. And then, boom, you're in field goal range, and you win the game. But, I mean, this was this more stupid game because the other game was just yeah. really played awesome. well. This one had a lot of mistakes. It had a lot of fumbles. Um, Cam Akers just needs to hold on to the damn ball, but he fumbles. That's what worries me about the Rams, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, are your thoughts on Rams-Bucks? I mean, I thought what everybody else thought. We're, we're getting a fucking repeat of that Super Bowl. And I was yeah. like, Brady's got this. And then for some reason, they decided, all right, so fuck what we just did that entire second half. And let's just play preventive defense and let like Cooper Cup have the seam. And they they, they kind of really? lost... Go ahead. Apparently, there's some miscommun- uh, miscommunication on the Bucks defense on the, that last two plays, I think. Like, somebody didn't get the play calls or something. I mean, maybe, but, like... I, I, I Okay, 
So, so I understand playing preventative defense. You don't want to give up the big chunk play long down the field and give them the one. But it's just, we saw that in, in the KC game. We saw it in this game where they're giving up these mass chunk yardage whenever these people just need a field goal. I don't understand why you can play regular defense for three and a half quarters and then you got to just play preventive defense when it's the last minute to not give up the big play, but yet you're still giving up big plays. Uh, it's odd to me. I understand why they do it because they're trying not to give the 70-yard the, the bomb to win the game. Get it. But your regular defense has stopped them for three, three and three quarters of a, of a game. I, I don't know. Uh, that's just – it's baffling to me. Uh, again, we saw that over in the Kansas City game. Same thing uh, to Casey's favor and and to both of them. Anyway, we'll talk about that. But uh, cool job by the Rams. Uh, shot bet from Brooks. Uh, yeah, because we all took Brady. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that, that's the but, same bet. Hey, I don't feel dumb about that. No, I don't either. No, I don't like, either. <laughs> that's, yeah. I don't feel dumb about betting for Tom Brady in the playoffs. But speaking of not betting against somebody in the playoffs, Pat Mahomes. Wow. Oh my god. What game, game of the year. <laughs> oh, what a game of the decade. Ridiculous game. Hey, hey. Game. When it looks grim, be the grim reaper. Grim reaper. Damn. What a, what a fucking quote. Like, like since <laughs> when is fucking everybody's step yes. everybody's fucking favorite stepdad the fucking coolest line ever? Like that came out of Andy Reid. Did somebody write that for him? Oh yeah. Mm. But yeah. Chills. Kansas City 42-36 in overtime. The last two minutes of this game was blackout football drunkness. porn. <laughs> I mean, football porn, blackout drunkness, all the drugs, whatever you want to call it. You had, I mean, both quarterbacks threw for over 100 yards. You had like 25 points scored. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the Bills, you had, uh, what's his name, Elijah Davis. Um, Gabriel Davis. Touchdowns. Gabriel Davis scored four receiving touchdowns, which is the most in postseason history. But he also killed a man. And do you see that route he ran on that one touchdown where he just like oh yeah, oh, yeah. murdered that dude? About, oh my you want to talk god! About, uh, bad communication on setting up a defense real quick. That corner was on skates before the play even started. Uh, <laughs> still, that was a dirty route. You you thought with 13, 14 seconds left, the Bills were up by three. And had the game in the bag. This was the Bills were like hugging each other on the sidelines, like they've just defeated the big bad monster. They got over it. And then, of course, Pat Mahomes to Tyreek Hill, and then Pat Mahomes to Travis Kelsey. And all of a sudden, with four seconds left, they're in field goal range already. You know, I mean, the good part of that, just to talk about that play real quick, and then we'll kind of backtrack from there, I guess. I mean, you. Kansas City had all three timeouts, so unlike the Cowboys play, yeah, yeah, no, I, I didn't like where that. They had no timeouts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know some people are just comparing it just because it's the same time. It's way no, different, completely different scenario. That was that's you a dumb take. Whoever the, said that you can't play the sideline goal line coverage like you could against <clears throat> yeah. the Cowboys. You yeah. got to play regular defense, like you were just talking about, Arley in that Rams game, and like. The, the mishaps by Buffalo there is is terrible to let Kansas City go so easy, just right up the middle on your ass to go kick that. And then that, yeah. So, Brooks, where do you want to go with this amazing game? Yeah, I hate to be like recent recency bias, but this is the best football game I think I've ever, oh, I've, I've ever seen because yeah. of the – the level that the quarterbacks were playing like that, like we were just talking about that Rams bucks game was crazy, but sloppy as fuck. But Josh Allen played incredible. Mahomes played incredible. Like they, like there was so many plays that Josh Allen had to make on like a third and fourth down where you're like two guys in his face scrambles, breaks free, gets the the first down four. Yeah. Two minute touchdown. He had to get a fourth and 14, which he scrambled and got a pass off. Then the fourth and four, he made three lines three of hits, yeah, and he ran for it. And I was like, "How did three of them 
within touching. Well, then, and then the touchdown they scored on was a fourth down too. So it was yeah, just fourth, yeah. like he was making ridiculous plays and then they got to get a two point conversion. And he's like basically out of bounds and throws this crazy pass to Diggs for a two point conversion. Like just the level of skill at the quarterback position in this game was just like at the absolute best, which made this so much more amazing was that these guys were just like, you know, Ooh. sucker punch, Ooh. sucker punch, like back and forth. It was just a heavyweight bout between these guys and, you know, left too much time for Patrick Mahomes. Then you had <laughs> left too much time for Josh Allen. And then you're like 13 seconds and everybody's just kind of joking. You left too much time for Mahomes. There's really no way I'm already like tweeting out the man. If only you did this or that. And fucking 13 seconds, you go down and then over time it was over. Um, no matter who got won the coin toss, they were going to win that game. But I mean, that's about as fun as I've had watching a football game in a fucking long time. Like, I mean, I just want to inject that game into my veins. Uh, I wish I like PMT or PFT on part of my take was saying he wishes he could do the men in black thing and just rewatch that game over. Like that'd be great. Yeah, um, Harley, what are your thoughts on this game? Or I mean, same thing. I, 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 I saw a post about it, which was like, yeah, we're going to cancel the Super Bowl this year and just make this a best of seven. Yeah. Yes. I was like, that. that's, that's about the best thing that like anybody could ever want. Cause like this was the best way to cap off such a crazy weekend. Like, yeah like 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 can we i mean we got to take that into consideration too because like we had three other really good like (laughs) interesting Uh, stupid you didn't even need this game to be amazing no you didn't you know the uh the stupid win probability charts that go up and down Uh oh my god i scroll on the end to find it Uh i guess it ran across it it's just like regular, like little lines. And the last two yep, minutes are like yep. huge yeah. heart attack. <laughs> I, I got it on the screen right here. It's literally like, okay, Buffalo looking. Okay, Casey looking. Okay, Buffalo looking good. Okay, Casey Buffalo. Casey Buffalo. Casey Buffalo. Casey, Buffalo right, uh, oh shit! Yeah, what a game. <laughs> this person I mean, died. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> I, I feel like, yeah, whoever's gonna win the coin toss is gonna win that game, but. That's what your defense is there for. You just yeah. gotta force a field goal or a and, stop. And that and whole that whole little discussion that tried to come up afterwards was like, do we need to change the overtime rules? No. Sorry, but the Bills have had the best defense in the NFL all season long. How about you you put more of the blame on them for not stopping Patrick yeah. Mahomes? Stop whenever, the thirteen wh- second drive. Like really, that you're the best defense oh, in the yeah. NFL. Stop Squid that. Kick. Right. Like that's it. There's a ton of different things that they could have done better. And so like, if I hope that they don't change the rules over this game, because that was about as fair as you can make it. That defense should have been able to stop them. The chiefs tried to put in a rule change three years ago when the Patriots did this to them. And everybody was like, Oh, Pat Mahomes never got the ball, blah, blah, blah. Well, this is the same exact scenario. Josh Allen never got the ball whatever but yeah you could have done so much I, 13 seconds to stop i do disagree i do think that they need to change the rules for the playoffs i i do think like i would have enjoyed can't do that though Josh it's Allen. just for the playoffs yeah who cares about fucking regular season game between the jets the, and the, the titans going to overtime game and the timing of the game just because playoffs start uh i, I think you can season. Um, do it for the whole yeah, sure. Do it for the whole season, whatever. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. But I mean, at least for the playoffs. I, no, the regular season makes sense because you don't need to play more football than you need to in the regular season. In the playoffs, yeah, you might need to because it like so much hangs in the balance. And so I, you know, uh, who cares about a Jets Giants overtime game in mm-hmm. Week Three? But in the oh. playoffs, like, yeah, I think both teams get yeah. like should get the ball. But I I don't think the outcome changes. I think whoever won the coin toss was still going to win the game. Like the, mm-hmm. the Chiefs would have scored, the Bills would have scored, the Chiefs would have scored, the Chiefs would have still won. Like that's how that they, overtime would have gone. And the, and there is differences in rules. I mean, we don't we don't have ties in the postseason. So I mean, yeah, we that, obviously. I know that's what I'm saying though. So I mean, there is room for discussion on on a difference in rules in between postseason and regular. I don't know. I don't completely disagree there, but I just don't think that this in particular needed a change. I don't know, but yeah, what a game! What a game! What a weekend! I don't know how we're gonna bounce back and come back from that this Sunday. 
Like, and yeah, I like, 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 let down now. All right, not, <laughs> go into the conference we, championship games and be like, well, we, we, we have explicit on this. Game isn't going to be as cool. <laughs> like, 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 we have explicit on this podcast for a reason. I feel like all of America just busted a nut and is just laying there, like, just like, uh, I'm <sighs> good. I don't, I'm, yeah. I'm good for the rest of the Super Bowl. <laughs> we're, we're, we're outside smoking the cigarette right now. Like, we're good. We're good. Had a great time. Thanks for coming over. <laughs> the fun thing, and I texted to the group to move to Sunday. The fun thing about both those one seeds losing Saturday is oh, yeah. teams are playing for, for home playoff games this next week. So, obviously, that Bills-Chiefs game, winner would have went. Bucks-Rams game, winner would have went and hosted this next week. So first game we're going to talk about the Chiefs are hosting for the fourth year in a row, the AFC championship game. That's a crazy stat as well. Um, and the Cincinnati Bengals, imagine this, one of the last four teams to be here. So uh, I don't even know where to start the discussion after all that happened last week. I feel like we shouldn't be surprised at the Bengals anymore. Um Arlie, how are you feeling about this matchup? I, I seven I, point spread. I, I I don't. I expect this to be a little bit closer than you might think. These two quarterbacks were very similar stat wise all season long. Both of them throwing for over, barely over forty five, under under five thousand yards, thirty four mm-hmm. to thirty seven TDs, fourteen interceptions to thirteen interceptions, and both teams don't have. What, what you would call a dominant defense, right? So, like, this is going to be a little bit better of a game than you might kind of jump into this thinking. I still think KC is going to be the better team on the field. They got more playmakers. They they actually did work to upgrade their offensive line, like the, not like last season. So, like, it should be in their favor, and the seven-point spread kind of probably feels somewhat accurate, but it's going to be more competitive than than – you would think. Okay. Um, something else since you mentioned defense, that Chiefs game, Tyron Matthew got hurt on the second play of the game yeah. with a concussion head injury, yeah. still in concussion protocol. Obviously, they were able to pull it out, but that also you saw some of those secondary mishaps by the Chiefs because of that, um, him missing. So, obviously, a big factor there if he can play or not. Brooks, how are you feeling about Chiefs and Bengals? Yeah, I think if you're the Chiefs, you're feeling pretty good about this matchup. I think if you look back on that game from, you know, several weeks ago where the Bengals came back, you know, the Chiefs were really in control of that game for the most part. You know, they sure they let Jamar Chase go off, but, you know, without some miscues and some bad penalties and stuff like that, the Chiefs win that game. And, um, you know, who knows what happens to the Bengals after that. But, you know, that offensive line, that you know Chris Jones and Frank Clark I think they're going to be able to eat that offensive line up um (laughs) so I would be worried for the Joe Burrow and that fact I I think that the train stops here for the Bengals I think it's been fun um but you know Mahomes is far superior than what they went up against last week in Ryan Tannehill they're not gonna have it that easy on defense (laughs) um they are going to have their hands full I think the Chiefs are kind of back in that, like oh, yeah. that domination mode, and Mahomes is was amazing in that game. He was back to the Mahomes that we remember, you know, winning the Super Bowl and stuff. So I think it, you know, it was fun while it lasted, but I think the Chiefs are just going to be too much for them. And Joe Burrow isn't Josh Allen, so I think their defense is going to have. Um, they're still going to have some problems. I think that that this will be a, a decent scoring game, but I think at the end of the day. You, your weaknesses are exposed in the playoffs. We saw it last week with the with the Bengals. I think they that it ends because their defense is going to be able to contain Mahomes. So, and I totally agree with you that this game is all in favor of the Chiefs. Yeah, but at this point, if you're the Bengals, fuck it. Yeah, no, no one expects us to be here. We shouldn't be here. <laughs> Let's just go fuck shit up. <laughs> like. That's what I said last week about them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, let's make our picks on this game. These Both of these NFL games are our shot bets. Seven-point spread for the Chiefs. Um, 
I'm taking the Chiefs in this one. I think they're all the way back. There's not going to be a letdown like some people think from last week's game to this week. They know what's on the line in this game, and they've been yeah. in this position so many times. And I'll even take the the seven points and still take the Chiefs here. Brooke, sounds like you're agreeing with me. Yeah, I mean, letdown. Come on, it's the AFC Championship. It's right. ain't a regular season fucking. I've game heard that, that though won. on the radio. Yes. Yeah. God no, like, they, no. that's the dumbest trap. shit I've ever heard. AFC Championship game to go to the yeah, Super Bowl. Oh my god, trap! <laughs> Trying to get to the Super Bowl. I think they know they've been here before. Um, you know, Burrow. You know that stadium's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. I, I think that I, I just think the Chiefs got this. So yeah, I'm going with you on that, Chiefs. Are they going making it a full sweep? Yeah. You, you, you have to. Um, props to Joe Burrow. He's one of my favorite players to watch. One of my best, like one of my favorite personalities out there, honestly, because he's just like he's not arrogant. You can just tell he's just he's having the time of his life playing football. And so, like one of my favorite people out there to watch and and respect and and all the love for him. But I think that their little Cinderella run does come to an end here. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's move to NFC Championship game. We're going back to the NFC West. The Rams get to host the 49ers. It's going to be their third matchup of the season, obviously. The 49ers actually won both matchups in the regular season. Um, a very highly contested Week 18 game where a lot of 49er fans were in attendance in L.A. Um, and oh, yeah. Even, even this week uh, – Rams ticket, ticket office or somebody tried to hold tickets like from being bought outside the greater LA area. Mm-hmm. And obviously I guess mm. once that got that, like busted or whatever, or exposed, they uh, had to take that restriction off. <laughs> yeah. It, it was familiar. It sounds something like a, a college down South of us is, was trying to do to us possibly. <laughs> but uh, mm. so Interesting. A lot of 49er fans will probably be in the building in LA for this game. We saw 49ers kind of dominate the offense juggernaut of the Packers. And we saw the Rams get out in front early to make a lot of mistakes against the Bucks. So Arlie, how are you feeling in this NFC West rematch for the NFC championship? I, I want to say confident for the Rams, but I just can't because these these 49ers they they they're four what they 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 had Aaron Rodgers number and then they have the Rams number this year and yeah there's some controversy over it but like you still have to win the game whether the noise is there or not you still got to put the plays out there and win the game i i i wish i was more confident i i, I from a emotional standpoint i want to see this Rams team win and win it all i would i would love to watch that happen just because Stafford put in his fucking dues, man. Like, he 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 played in the shit one of the shittiest places, known for being shitty, and <laughs> and he he put in his dues. I think it's time to get this dude to win, and get get him a Super Bowl, <laughs> and and just get like let him have it. I I, <laughs> I I really wish they would, but I don't have complete confidence that they're gonna just blow this team out. That they're gonna win this because. San Francisco has proven time and time again that with one of the most mediocre quarterbacks in the entire NFL it is still carrying them this far. Yeah. Brooks, do you have confidence either way or in any players maybe? <clears throat> no, I have. I, I don't. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> no, no, confidence? 40, no confidence whatsoever in either of these teams really. Uh, I'd probably have more confidence in the 49ers if they didn't have Jimmy Garoppolo. But, um, you know, I, I think both teams have a pretty even amount of, like, really good players on both sides of the ball. And Stafford's played pretty well this postseason. Like, that comeback wasn't really – that the Bucks had wasn't on Stafford. Like, that was on, you know, Cooper Cup fumbled. Uh, Cam Akers kept fumbling. Like, like, those weren't Stafford issues. And so he made some big-time throws in that game. Um, was the reason why they were winning by as much as they were and then made the throws to win that game. I trust him more. I trust that offense yeah. more. Cooper Cup's going to be good. 
Um, we, we can count on that. Can Cam Akers bounce back from that game and, and hold on to the football? Um, he's definitely provided a spark in that run game. Um, and I expect that defense to be able to kind of contain Garoppolo. Um, it's hard to beat a team twice. It's hard to be, it's even harder to beat a team three times. Um, so I feel like I lean Rams in this one, but at the same time, I have a hard time doubting the 49ers. Like I've doubted them first two weeks and they've just keep proving me wrong. feel like we're, feel like things are aligning for a Chiefs 49ers rematch in the Super Bowl, And I don't, I don't want to see that. Yeah. Well, while you contemplate which side you're going to pick for the shot bet, I'll give you mine. I'm going to go Rams here. A um, couple things, mostly the matchups. 49ers won the two first two games. It's almost it's highly impossible to beat them three times in a row in a season. So I like the Rams in that side of it. But also, you know, the Rams with this all-in, you know, poker chip yeah. type mentality with getting their players – is really starting to pay off. Odell is going off a lot in the playoffs and the end of the season. Vaughn Miller's becoming a menace in the back, and obviously you have your studs still playing really, really well. Yeah. And so it's like they haven't dropped off. They've just kind of those pieces they added have really started to fit in and show up on on the screen um, really hard. And I think the star power – and the Rams can finally kind of get over the 49ers. You know, I think they're the better team the last few years. So I'll take Rams three and a half, take them both of the favorites. And then... I would too. Uh, that's that's kind of my pick on this one. Ooh, uh, so are we going to go clean sweep on both of them, Brooks? I don't know. It, it, it's just hard. It, it's, it's hard to pull against the Rams right now, but I, it's not a confident pick. As much as I was in the Chiefs, you know. Um, yeah, because I, I just don't want to take Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> and I, I and I really don't want to see a Chiefs 49ers rematch. So I'm rooting on. Chiefs I'm rooting for way Rams. Oh, yeah. yeah, I'd be much more down for that matchup. All right, wrap a couple things up for you guys, and we'll get some NBA slipped in here, and let's get this tailgate kind of wrapped up. Some NFL news, big shocking news earlier this week. Sean Payton decides to step down as the Saints head coach. It's kind of came out of nowhere to most of us. Um, don't know his moves from what it sounds like today. He's looking at TV. I don't know there's a lot of Cowboys rumors, or maybe he's trying to go somewhere else or just retire. But I think he kind of sees light at the end of the tunnel of without Drew Brees, this sucks. It's, yeah, hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> this job is hard. That's kind of how I see this Saints uh, job opening now. So now there's nine head coaching openings. Um, kind of think this is towards the bottom of that list because their cap super sucks. There's 71 over the cap. Yeah, I know it's going up a little bit, but they're going to have to make a lot of changes. You don't have a quarterback situation figured out. Like Honestly, like the Bears is a better job because they have a quarterback. Yeah. For the future. Like, you can rationalize Denver that. Denver is a way better job because you have a lot of really good players. And you just need to find a quarterback, which you can do maybe in a year or two. There's a lot of roster issues. And I feel like, I mean, it's going to be hard for most people to remember. I mean, the Saints have been good now for 15 years with Drew Brees and Sean Payton. Yeah. But before that, they really sucked. Yeah. So think, the, think the, about the Aints losing your head coach and quarterback. I think there's gonna be a big fall off for the Saints. So what do y'all, y'all's thoughts on this this move? I, I I gotta agree. Unfortunately, yeah, the job is just kind of it's at a point where they kind of gotta let the current contracts run their course and and go for like a slow rebuild. And that's a lot of fucking work to do. Like, oh yeah, like oh, that's a lot of work to do. And, and to when be that kind of, means yeah. whoever this coach is is not going to be the coach on the other side of the rebuild. Yeah, mm-hmm. we've seen that almost every year in so many organizations. Mm-hmm. And so that that's kind of where this team is at. You got to let your long term overpaid contracts. You know, whenever you were trying to make your best uh, best shot at winning a Super Bowl here recently, uh, and. 
unfortunately, that's a lot of work and a lot of time. And I can completely uh, sympathize with Sean Payton not wanting to basically have that be the next five years of his life, really. Like, yeah, Brooks, any uh, Sean Payton thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody gets it. It makes sense um, to to leave at this time. I think stepping away for a year and seeing what it looks like. I think the Cowboys seems like a match made in heaven. Um, I think I think that's probably the move that I would look for him to make. I think Jerry would probably. Oh, Jerry take loves that too. I think you get another disappointing year from Mike McCarthy, and and that's going to be a done deal. But, yeah, I mean, for him, it makes sense. And, you know, check out TV for a year. Maybe he's kind of lost his desire for it, for coaching for his little bit. Maybe he needs a year to step off uh, and, and get that desire back before he comes back. And that way we can get another Sean Payton movie with Kevin James acting mm -hmm. as him later on down the road, which would be great. I'm okay so, with <laughs> He might so also that. just go the TV route and yeah, say, he, hey, this is way easier less stressful coach for however many months less stressful more time with my family all that good stuff so yeah. i mean I, I felt like it's kind of been something that's been talked about for a while with him um mm -hmm. and, and he finally took it so yeah, yeah. too bad so, for the saints too bad yeah i see them kind of spiraling quick but to wrap a couple things up a lot of picks from last week so we did underdog picks and picked all the games. So Arlie had Bengals and Brooks had the Rams. So both of you guys won that one. So they won the game. I had the Bills. And obviously we know how that game went, but they ended up losing. Um, I ended up going 0-4 on my picks last week. Way to go, me. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, all the favorites except for the Bills and – didn't work out that way. Brooks went three and one. He had Bengals, Chiefs, and Rams. Packers got everybody. Harley went two and two with Bengals and Chiefs as well. So good for you two guys. I think that means Brooks will get some kind of reward come underdog season next year. And I will have uh, we still uh, we still have to make picks moving forward. So everything still counts. So it's not over yet. Oh yeah, yeah. So, uh, we're just, we're just picking this game straight up now, not our shot bet. No, we're, uh, well, you can pick off these of shot bets that. if you want. Yeah, if you want to take your shot bet, you can. Just like last week, your, your shot bet didn't count for this. It was whatever your pick for this games were. Gotcha. Um, there's not enough games to pick underdogs, <laughs> um, hmm. so we're not going to do that. So you can just pick whether you want to go with your shot bet or whether you want to go opposite to try to fade yourself or whatever. So <laughs> anything is available. I'll, uh, I'll go ahead and kick us off there. Then I'm sticking with both the favorites and my shot bets for these games. Arlie. Yeah. Following that up, man. Uh, I, I don't have enough confidence in San Francisco to put the bet on them. And KC should win this one like flat out. All right, Brooks, are you sticking with them or flipping one? I'm sticking with my Kansas City shot bet, and I think I'm gonna flip. I'm gonna take the 49ers okay. on the other side. So, okay, right, cool, cool. The fading myself worked really damn well for me in my picks last weekend. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna try to go by that method again. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, hopefully, we get some good games out of it. It's probably not gonna be as exciting as last week, but hopefully, they're good and you enjoy it. Remember, we only have three football games left, so enjoy them while you can. Arlie, back to you. All right, man. Well, again, one of the most exciting NFL weekends I think we'll ever get with one of the best finishes I think we'll ever get out of, like, the divisional round. How are all four games just that good? Insane to me still. Um, but that does wrap up the NFL discussion for this week. We have a little bit of uh, – NBA news to talk about this week as always we try and make sure we kind of touch base with it again not too too much to be said the playoff uh, situation is still underway so we can't really discuss too much about it but uh, this is the NBA shotgun
All right, Brooks. So what's happening, man? What's going on in the NBA? Yeah, things in the NBA are about to start ramping up as the trade deadline approaches uh, February 10th. But right now, not a whole lot going on. So we'll just touch base on a few things uh, happening right now in the NBA. First of all, being a key return back to the league, Anthony Davis made his return last night for the Los Angeles Lakers. He had been out for, uh, what, maybe four weeks or so with an injury. Uh, shocking Anthony Davis missing time for injuries Um, take that to the bank just about every year Uh, but he made his return the Lakers got a win over the Brooklyn Nets Uh, he didn't do a whole lot in that game but it is nice to have him back uh, with the Lakers a team that's sitting at 24 and 24 right now and kind of a Brooks stat of the day the Lakers sit at 24 and 24 and in eighth place and uh, today is the two-year anniversary of the passing of Kobe Bryant, whose oh, numbers were 24 true. and 8. So that's kind of crazy uh, that right now the Lakers sit at 24-24 and in eighth place. So 24 and 8. Wow. Kind of bizarre. But no, no, I yeah. love it. I love it, though. But <sighs> anyway, he made his return. And, you know, when you think about this Lakers season, it has not gone according to plan. Uh, Russell Westbrook continues to be – um, pretty awful for them almost every night there if you like follow any basketball twitter there is a russell westbrook shot that is like unbelievable that a professional athlete is missing a <laughs> mid-range jumper off the top of the backboard in such a way but russell westbrook continues to defy to defy odds <laughs> um but they haven't played a lot of games together uh Ultimately, they have only like a handful of games together. And if the Lakers have any hope of making a title run, they need Anthony Davis to return to the championship form that he was a couple years ago. This year, he's been nowhere near that when he was healthy. So um, for me, as a LeBron supporter, he's been playing out of his mind right now. He's averaging 29 points a game uh, at 37 years old. Uh, he's been taking a lot of the offensive load. He's been playing center. He's what continues to just adapt his game for whatever his team needs. And sure, while his roster construction has been god-awful, um, he's playing out of his mind. And if Anthony Davis can come back and provide somewhat of himself, I think the Lakers could possibly have a little bit of a resurgence here. But it remains to be seen once, uh, when they will be able to start playing consistent basketball. Uh, the next item, Alex Caruso, former Laker, uh, he broke his wrist over the weekend. Uh, if you follow basketball Twitter, you probably saw the play. Uh, Grayson Allen, flagrant foul on Alex Caruso, which ended up breaking his wrist. So he's out for like six to eight weeks. Uh, Grayson Allen was um, given a one-game suspension for the foul. Um, I feel like that was not enough because if you saw the foul, it was Grayson Allen being his usual Grayson Allen bitch ass self on the court. And he put a dude out for six to eight weeks with that foul. Um, uh, I was listening to a podcast and I agree the crime should fit your, you know, the crime should fit the punishment. He got Caruso out six to eight weeks. He should be out six to eight weeks. <laughs> um, God, how, I don't many, know. how many games would that That'd be fucking a long time like a three game uh, suspension know, I, don't, I don't necessarily fully agree but there definitely should be more punishment when you like actually hurt a guy yeah um and you actually like alter his season and a team season because of your uh foul so dustin yeah. do you have anything to add on to uh grayson allen who continues to be uh like this isn't his first instance this is uh like what seven eight on the list <laughs> i think that's why it's so polarizing to a lot of people and they want more punishment for him because the spotlight the track record for, yeah. for things quite often i i think like a one to three game suspension would have been fine and he got the one but i thought he was kind of going for the ball he also just got Crusoe going at a full speed and you got guys going two different directions and you know, it just matched up bad timing and, you know, physics doesn't work that way. And Crusoe landed on his hand, on his hand. And, but because I think it's, you know, Grayson yeah. Allen, there's a lot of, uh, 
30 clouds around them that just come with the story. So I think that's what kind of gets more people riled up about it. Yeah. Yeah. Hardly anything to add in on the uh, Alan Caruso. I mean, you, there should be more like whenever it comes to the legal system, you get a harsher punishment. The more often you, you do shit. Yeah. Like, like it, why would that not work the same in the NBA? Like, even though it's a lighter foul, like the dude's still playing like a dick. Like, I, I no, like, what, no, why? I, I agree. Like, uh, uh, he, he's got a track record and I think like, that's something that the NFL kind of did. Right. But, yeah. Like, he play he, he plays a little recklessly, um, for sure. And I don't necessarily think he means anything by it. Sometimes he just reacts and it's the wrong thing, but like, but, football players had to like completely retrain how to hit people. Like this guy needs to retrain how to play basketball. Like, sorry, but like, again, you get enough speeding tickets, like you're going to jail. Yeah. I, I, I think his punishment should have been worse. Um, you know, you definitely like Alex Caruso has been having a great year. You, he had just got back from injury and then he gets hurt again because of that, because of that play. And sure. Like it could have, yeah. You know, it could have just been in the act and you didn't mean anything by it, but you have that track record. Um, you can definitely, I think there was definitely a way that he didn't have to foul him that hard uh, on that play. But ultimately, that's how it ends up. He faces his one game suspension. Caruso will be out for uh, quite a while, and he's a very high impact player for the Bulls. A uh, last little bit of news here is we, we go back to Dustin's Nets, who um, last week we discussed the Kevin uh, Durant injury, which has hampered him. Well, James Harden is not very uh, happy with his situation at the Nets currently. He voiced uh, some frustrations about another player on his team and Kyrie Irving, who can only play in certain games um, and how he's here to win. And this team is not winning right now because of that injury and because Kyrie can only play uh, so, some Sir. road games, you know, mm -hmm. he couldn't play in that game last night against the Lakers. And so I, I get Harden's frustration and it's starting to look like he is going to uh, not be a part of the Nets after this season. He says he's going to test free agency uh, while including the Nets in that, but it seems like this is destined to end this season. So Dustin, just real quick, your take on, uh, another kind of bad news hitting your your nets yeah it shouldn't be surprising that you know he's frustrated with teams playing and the situation with Kyrie um, mm -hmm. honestly it's kind of refreshing to see a professional sports kind of superstar be dishonest about something like this you know yeah do they're told you know don't don't disrupt the locker room or don't talk bad about somebody else. But this isn't like something that we just found out about and he revealed something. He's just letting his feelings be said. And yeah. that's how he feels. Like everybody knows that. Kyrie probably knows that. And if Kyrie goes up to him, he'll be like, Yeah, I'm pissed off at you. Like, yeah. Sorry, I'm just being honest. Like, that's about it. Like, I'm just glad. I think it's kind of cool to see that from a NBA star yeah. being pretty vocal about another player on his own team and voicing his frustration, like rather than using this cliches and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not a Harden fan, but I, I, I understand him in this situation. Like it's gotta be frustrating. You thought you were signing up to play with Katie and Kyrie yeah. and you know, you can't help the Katie injury, but yeah you could help the Kyrie situation and Kyrie could be there if he wanted to be. And so it's got to kind of yeah. suck for him uh, to be a left out there with can, a bunch you of, can, you can help the KD injury. Cause he's starting to get a little bit of a repetitive reputation for being injury prone now too. A little bit. Right. Like you can't, you can't help an injury. You, like, you can't I mean, help an injury, but like you're choosing to play with an injury prone player to some degree. I, I don't know. But you choose to play with Kevin Durant every fucking time you can choose to play with Kevin Durant because yeah. when he is healthy, uh, he's the oh. one of the best players. So you take that risk. Um, yeah. um, but other than that, that's kind of where we're at in the NBA news. Um, you know, we've got a couple weeks until the trade deadline, so I'm sure some news will heat up. Ben Simmons is still out there. Um, there's some other little players that names have surfaced as teams try to 
uh, better themselves for a playoff run. So as the news has been kind of slow uh, this season and we've been focused on football, the NBA news will start to heat up here soon. And so I always love trade deadline day. There's usually a lot of fun stuff then. So hopefully over the next couple of weeks, we'll have some fun stuff to talk about. But other than that, that will do it for the NBA shotgun for this week. Let's go. Well, cool wrap up there again. Uh, loving that kind of segment and loving this kind of option, because I think last year we kind of tended to force it a little bit and like, yeah. Pick, pick games that didn't matter all throughout the season. And we, we may have to like resort to maybe picking a couple NBA games or good ones coming up here soon. But I've definitely liked this approach a little bit better where we, we, we get to discuss the big stories and a couple of big matchups, but we're not, you know, ha- hammering this one down. And don't dwell on it too much. Yeah. Because yeah. football is what's worth talking it's, about and spending time on right now. And it's so good right now, too. Um, But, anyways. Uh, last segment that we got, second to last segment. As always, we're going to be talking some shot bets. We're going streaky! All right, so last week's shot bets, all NFL, because we were in the divisional round. Definitely exciting weekend and uh, kind of, kind of an unpredictable one. Brooks taking his second shot right now. Um, first shot bet of the weekend was Rams versus the Bucks at a Bucks having a three point favorite and the Rams not only covered, but won the game. And uh, again, one of the wildest four games I think we'll ever, we'll ever watch in the divisional weekend, back to back games. Uh, it, it's insane. But uh second shot bet that we had was Bills versus the Chiefs. Chiefs being a one-and-a-half-point favorite. Chiefs win and cover, crazily enough. Uh, and they uh, they give me and Dustin the win. Brooks taking the Bills on that one, giving him the loss. This week's shot bets, we have first for the first shot bet, Bengals versus the Chiefs. We got a, uh, a clean sweep on the Chiefs on this one. Chiefs being a seven-point favorite. And on the second matchup, we have the 49ers versus the Rams. And uh, did we clean sweep on the shot bets? I know Brooks hedged a bet there. Yeah, we clean swept the shot bets. Brooks just flipped his regular pick or whatever we're calling that on yeah, yeah, yeah. 49ers. Okay. Uh, I, I just I knew he flipped one of them. I forgot which one it was real quick. Uh, but, yeah, clean sweep on both. All of us, all three of us taking the Chiefs at the seven-point seven favorite. All three of us taking the Rams. At the three and a half point favorite. Uh, so that puts our shot bet totals. I'm sitting at 22. Brooks down to zero after this uh, recording. Dustin sitting at five. So anybody else out there, uh, make sure you uh, you tweet out those posts uh, of, uh, of you taking your little shot bet debts. I've been kind of slowly working in mind. I should have posted. I took like five shots during that Kansas City or during that Kansas game. And, and was like, well, that was a missed opportunity. Uh yeah, I know. Y'all are so bad at this. Y'all, y'all both are. It's, I know. It's, I know. We know I, there's I, but, shots. But, but have you but... noticed that I stopped getting on to Dustin for like going out and taking shots yeah. at the bar? Because I'm like, I get it. I get it. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that does wrap up this week's episode. Uh, any final shots out there? I think Brooks had one in the text. Or was it Dustin? I Somebody had one. That was Dustin. Dustin yeah. had one. I, I do, and I'm sure Brooks still... Jumping, yeah. all right, all right. Dustin, final, final shot for this week. What do you got, man? The uh, all high and mighty MLB baseball writers oh, voted yeah. on the Hall of Fame team and uh, decided to not vote Barry Bonds and Roger Clemens uh, into the Hall of Fame on their last 10th year of the ballot. The only guy that got in this year was Big Poppy, who obviously deserving on that. I'm cool. um, pretty cool to kind of for him to open the window and door for like designated hitter type players. Um, but pretty stupid of baseball writers to get to vote on this to be too good for voting like two of the best players of all time. Barry Bonds is arguably one of the best players of all time. Mm-hmm. And that's there's tons of stats to prove that. Um, the fact that they're just like, no, just because. He was on steroids when almost everybody else was on steroids during that era to save baseball and make it interesting 
Um, it's pretty ridiculous, but those two guys will get in um, this next time when it comes down to like the seniority type vote or whatever that's called. I feel like it's like a group of baseball players that are like elders sitting around a table that vote on it, <laughs> but he'll get voted in by that players committee deal at some point. But Brooks, what are your secondary thoughts to my opinion there? Yeah, I think it's bullshit that a bunch yeah. of unathletic white guys <laughs> who had to go into journalism because they weren't good at baseball get to judge what players do at baseball. I think it's fucking stupid. Um, you can't tell a baseball story without talking about Barry Bonds. Definitely. He's the best. He's the best hitter in the world. Steroids or not, he was hitting those home runs. Uh, the steroids just made those home runs go further. <laughs> Way um, more. And so, like, steroids doesn't help you hit a baseball. Hitting a baseball is fucking hard to do. Um, Like, you still got to get the pitch right. You got to time it right. Steroids would make it hard. Yeah. And so, what he's done, like, him not being in the Hall of Fame is absolute bullshit. And so, Dan O'Shaughnessy and all these bitch-ass writers, like, it's so bad. Like, I don't even take the Hall of Fame serious anymore because – if you can't have a Hall of Fame with Barry Bonds or Roger Clemens or some of these guys in it, then it's not a Hall of Fame. It's just a um, pretentious white guy asshole uh, players that they yeah, enjoy watching. It, it, it turns into are like they gonna little, whenever yeah. the like are they? Here's what I wanted to ask you. Oh yeah, yeah. Whenever it comes around to Jose Altuve is up, are they gonna not vote him in because he was in the Astros cheating scandal? I mean, no, they probably will. I mean, they should. But that's what I kind of compare it to. That is up for debate on that. And and honestly, if they're going to continue this kind of elitist, uh, yeah, political, like they're, they're making, if you don't want cheaters in, well, yeah, they're, they're making this political, but they're not looking at like what then they you're brought saying, to the game. Then you're saying, well, this kind of cheating is okay, but not that kind. <laughs> yeah. But, but like, they, yeah. I still think that Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds deserve their shot at the at, at oh, it. Like yeah. the rulings for for steroid usage wasn't as uh, and, and testing wasn't as defined until they did this. So they I were kind of a good point today that huh. baseball knew what the problem was and ignored it for so long because yeah. they needed this yeah. to they save its sport when it was pretty dead. Yeah, and was guess why we're probably they, care about baseball still. Yeah, it's because I of tuned that. in for San Francisco Giants games yeah. to watch Barry Bonds hit fucking home runs. Oh yeah, it's <laughs> the only reason I give a damn about that sport right now is because of that. Yeah, you know, I watched the Rangers with Rafael and Juan Gonzalez, like, and it was fun. And it was awesome when I was a kid. But mm-hmm. yeah, they ignored it for so long, and then it's just, the it, but it, it, it was just part of the so culture, bad, and and fine, it needed to be outed and it needed to be brought back to to you know proper testing and fine but to say that like these two don't belong in the hall of fame uh absolute absurdity like uh, they still they still put in the hours they still put in the effort like the only reason these guys ever took those peds was recovery let's be real they were not taking it to hit the ball further throw the ball faster they didn't get massive from it they just were getting it to heal up and play better, play longer. I didn't, I never, Barry, yeah, go, go. Barry, bon, Barry Bonds had more walks in his career than strikeouts. Uh, hey, I saw a good If you take Barry Bonds OPS and take all, make all his home runs out, he still has a higher OPS than Big Poppy. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you take, Almost 800 of his home runs and make them out. He's still a better player analytically than Bobby was. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's stupid. But my final shot is uh, like an addition to that. It's just a shout out to Big Poppy for making it. He's one of my all time favorite players as a Red Sox fan. I've just, uh, you know, I've loved him. Uh, when you talk about hitting, um, sure, you can do all that. But Big Poppy is one of the best clutch hitters that's yeah. ever been. Um, time and time again in postseason play. Um, without him, we don't come back in 2004 against the Yankees. So, um, and then, like, my favorite hit of his career is that that Tigers game in the NL, NLC or ALCS a few years ago. And I think it was 2013. We're down 4-1. to one. 
bases are juiced eighth inning we're looking like we're gonna go down two games to nothing and big poppy hits that home run that sends tory hunter and his legs over the fence just an iconic clutch player an iconic mm-hmm. red sox player and like dustin said like getting in as a primary, like just played DH really for the majority of his career. Um, pretty crazy, but love Big Poppy, love his energy and everything that he brought to the Red Sox for, you know, several years and all the, you know, three World Series and everything. So cool moment for him uh, to get in to the, to the Hall of Fame. So as a Red Sox fan, that's got to be my final shot. Yeah, uh, I don't have anything else. That was honestly just my, the only thing that I really did want to talk about uh, was that Hall of Fame stuff. And uh, you, you got to respect the legacy that both of those players brought in and for, for that to be ignored for 10 years. Like, you could have, they could have made their point by voting them in on year 10. Ignore it for the other years, fine. Yeah. Keep your elitist bullshit. But you're just, you're just being ignorant at that point. Now that, they're going like, to do the same, same shit with A-Rod. Oh yeah, no, I don't know because like A Rod's like a TV personality, whereas the other two aren't. I guess nope. I don't know. They they they've already been talking about it with A Rod too. So I, I good fuck A Rod. <laughs> uh, but Barry, um, Barry Bonds didn't get suspended from the league for a full year. A Rod did. <laughs> well, also facts. He's still one of the best players out there. So. Um. But anyways, guys, that does wrap up this week's episode. Uh. Ton of fun this week, though. Obviously, uh, tech, tech being really good this week, and then you know, NFL playoffs, the divisional round being phenomenal. Uh, just overall, great week, great week uh, uh, to record this episode. Um, but uh, that does wrap it up for us. Make sure if you're not already to follow us on iTunes, follow us on Spotify, give us a five star rating on both. We always appreciate that. Um, and then if it is on iTunes, obviously drop the rating or the review below. But um, on social media accounts, uh, make sure to follow us on the Twitter page at tailgate underscore talks. We're also on Instagram, Facebook, as well as YouTube. And if you swing by that YouTube channel, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Now hit the bell notification. And then now you'll be notified every time we post a new video. Uh, As far as our personal accounts, Dustin, uh, you can find him at Dustin Wimmer 22 Brooks, you can find him at Calvin B. Barrett. And me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a 1. Uh, we'll catch you guys next week. Obviously, uh, we'll be back for some more content after that UT game and after this uh, championship round of the NFL. But uh, until then, guys. Catch y'all at the next tailgate. Peace.